and then do uh, let's do just a, a little reading here. We want to look at a Gospel of John and then John's first letter, the Epistle of John, First John, John Gospel of John, chapter three, and then uh, the first Epistle of John, chapter four. Amen. Let us continue to pray one for another. Amen. First John 4.19 is what I want as a second scripture. And we're going to use a very familiar uh, passage from John 3. John 3.16. John 3.16. And then we'll look at 1 John 4.19. Praise the Lord. John 3.16 is probably quotable. Uh, many of us know it, but it's good for us to let our eyes rest upon the word of the Lord again. Amen. Because sometimes when you start quoting scriptures, you start adding words or taking words out. You've got to go back and look at it again and make sure you get it right. Amen. Because the absence or addition, it, it can be as dangerous enough to take your name out the book of life or to have you cursed, but it can result in misunderstanding. Amen. But um, let's see what the Bible says. John's Gospel, chapter 3, verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Thank you, Jesus. First John chapter 4, and right now we'll just look at verse 19, where the apostle, same writer, says these words, We love him because he first loved us. I'd like to use for a thought today, I want to talk about what love will make you do what love will make you do. Praise the Lord. Um, I must confess I'm still excited about some marvelous truth that we talked about last week from Zechariah. Uh, and the importance of having God's spirit Amen, in us and how it just does everything for us. So, amen, if I kind of wander back over to some of those themes, uh, don't be surprised. Praise the Lord. Amen. I've been doing quite a bit of uh, thinking and praying and reading about the two covenants, the old covenant and the new covenant. And so I might... Uh, we might find ourselves somewhere over there. I'm just forewarning you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, amen. In these two passages of Scripture that we've read today, uh, John's Gospel, chapter 3, verse 16, is probably the most well-known verse in Scripture. If it's not, it's number two, after the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want John 3.16 is not a long verse, but it speaks volumes regarding the manifestation of God's love toward us. 
We also considered his first epistle, John 4.19, which might not be nearly as well known as John 3.16, but it too speaks volumes regarding our response to God. For we love him. Amen. Because he first loved us. It's really hard not to love someone who loves you. Hmm? And I don't mean love in just in terms of a, an emotional affection, but I'm talking more so about love in action. People that do nice things or kind things to you. That's the reason why some people are married today. Amen. You know, God said in Jeremiah 31, right? With loving kindness have I drawn thee. That's why we came to him. <laughs> because he showed us that he loved us. We weren't really what you might consider lovable. But he certainly did show us that he loved us, didn't he? Amen. Amen. And that drew us to him. And that's how a lot of People end up getting married because somebody shows them love. All those cookies she bakes for him. Huh? Praise the Lord. All those flowers he buys for her. Amen. That's how they fall into the trap. That's why they said they fell in love. It's just hard not to love somebody who shows you love. Amen. There are many forms of love, but there is no love greater than the love of God. Amen. Our true love for the Lord is, is absolutely necessary. There are some things I really want you to understand today, and I'm going to try to impress those things upon you as I get to them, but... One thing I want you to understand that if you're going to walk successfully with the Lord, it is going to be because you love him. Hmm? Praise the Lord. It's going to be because you love him. Amen. Every favorable response to the Lord on our part should really emanate from a heart that is full of love for him. Now, let me just talk to some of you who are struggling with the dominion of sin in your life. Because for people who don't know the Lord, for people who have not been born again, according to the scripture of the water and of the spirit, for people who have not yet repented from their sins, and been baptized in water in the name of the Lord Jesus for the remission of sins and received the gift of the Holy Ghost, the power of sin is still dominant in their lives. Praise the Lord. They may not always like what they do, what they say, where they go, how they behave, but it just shows you that sin is still dominating them. And I want to talk to you, and I want to talk to people also who have been born again, but they're still struggling, amen, they're still struggling with this 
concept of being under the dominion of sin. Praise the Lord. For, for those people who have been born again of the water and the spirit and they're still struggling over this whole issue of the dominion of sin, what they are actually living in is an illusion, a demonic illusion that they are still under the power of sin. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah to God. You see, because as born again believers, we are no longer under the dominion of sin. That power was broken when Jesus Christ died on the cross for us. But it takes faith in his finished work at Calvary to make that a reality in your life. Amen. And so without faith in God in this respect, you'll live under the illusion that you are still bound in sin for which Christ died and paid your debt to make you free. Hmm? Hallelujah. After you have been born again, I want to make this clear. After you have been born again, you are no longer under sin's dominion. Amen. All you have to do now is live in the spirit and walk in the spirit. Because Paul said, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. However, if you're still being tripped up uh, to sin from time to time, it's probably because your love for God and for your brother and sister is not perfected. Praise the Lord. That's the crux of the problem. Go back over to 1 John chapter 4. Let me read a few more verses there. 1 John chapter 4. Let's start at verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knows God. He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. And this was manifested, in this was manifested the love of God towards us. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might Live through him. That's how he showed us his love. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Propitiation is a long word that just means the wrath of God was satisfied by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. The wrath of God against our sin was satisfied. Praise the Lord. That our sin was paid for. By the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, of himself, he sacrificed himself for us. Verse 11, beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected, come to fruition, made mature, made complete in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he hath given us his spirit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. That's how we know we dwell in Jesus. 
And that's how we know Jesus is in us if we have received his spirit. He gave us his spirit. There's nothing we did to, to merit, hallelujah, the receiving of the Holy Ghost. He gave us the Holy Ghost. What a wonderful gift. What a great truth. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoso shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God, by his Spirit, in other words. Verse 16, and we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Now, we are not talking about sensual love here. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're talking about God's love that surpasses the, the, the boundaries of human love and understanding. His moral love. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 17. Uh, Herein is our love made perfect. Here's our love made, that we have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so we are, so are we in this world. There's no fear in love, but perfect love, mature love, casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. You know, you actually have some people that are afraid to love other people. And sometimes they act like they're afraid to love God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But John goes on to say we love him because he first loved us. Praise the Lord. Now, all of us know, even intuitively, that God requires our obedience, doesn't he? Don't we? We, we know he wants us to obey him. But understand this. His commandments are not grievous. The flesh and the devil and the world will make you feel as there's too many do's and too many don'ts. Hmm? But his commandments are not grievous for the spiritually minded man or woman, praise the Lord. And he's not given us in, in the, under the new covenant a multitude of commandments. You know, in, in, in the old covenant, they first received the first ten, right? God wrote those on tables of stone with his finger and gave those to Moses in the mount, in Mount Sinai. And we call them the Ten Commandments, that moral code, that moral load of God, law of God. Mm -hmm. But there were 603 other ceremonial laws that were combined with those ten. So Israel had 613 laws. To remember and to practice. But that's not the case in the New Testament. Jesus boiled everything down to two. How many can remember two things? Can you remember two things? Huh? Besides eat and sleep? Can you remember two things? It all boils down to these two things. If you look at Mark chapter 12, verses 30 and 31, you will see these words. Jesus said, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. That's the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Praise the Lord. 
Even if you go back and look at the Ten Commandments, you'll find that the first four have to do with loving God and the last six have to do with loving your neighbor. Everything that God requires of us boils down to those two things, loving God completely and loving our neighbor just like we love ourselves. Praise the Lord. So, so here's the point. When you really love the Lord, you will obey him. Hmm? And your obedience to God is a demonstration of your love for him. So it's a precious cycle that is going on here. Praise the Lord. God's love motivates you to obey him. And you obey him because you love him. And he loves you so you're motivated to obey him. And you obey him because you love him. And you love him. Huh? His love just motivates you to want to obey him the more. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And you obey him to show him that you love him. Because he said, if you love me, you keep my commandments. Isn't that what he said? It's really not deep, praise God. Amen. It's just, we, we, we want to make this thing tough, praise God. But it's really not tough. You, you can find yourself being obedient to God if you love him. Praise the Lord. Amen. If you love him, you will be motivated to obey him. Praise God. Amen. We sing the song every once in a while, think about his love, right? Praise the Lord. Amen. Sometimes we need to do that. We just need to stop and think about how the love of God has been manifested to us. Each of us as individuals needs to stop and think about that. I suppose if you were to try to write it down, you'd be writing for a long time if you tried to pick up every little instance of the manifestation of the love of God in your life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, we battle with this whole stuff in our mind sometimes regarding performance. And amen, we, we wonder whether God really loves us. And people have that kind of carnal battle. Amen. But if you started really getting down to the facts and eliminate the perceptions, amen, you'll come up with a long list of, 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 of examples praise God, of God's demonstrated love to you, praise God. So, so this is how love and obedience works, praise God, hallelujah. If you want to obey the Lord, you have to love him. As I was thinking about this, I thought about something one of our daughters said some years ago. She was uh, remarking or testifying or something, and she said that when she was in college, amen, if you don't know, there's a lot of temptations in college to do things other than what your parents have taught you to do, amen. And most of these universities, even if you get on a so-called Christian uh, campus, praise the Lord, there's a lot of stuff going on in these places that are not like God. Because people haven't, first of all, haven't really received the Spirit. Secondly, they haven't mastered what I'm talking to you about today. Praise the Lord. So there's a whole lot of stuff, junk, sin, amen, that's, that's going on in these places. And everybody is tempted. Hmm? Praise the Lord. Amen. Temptation comes to everyone from the pulpit to the door and back. Temptation is not the problem. It's what we do about the temptation. Amen. That's what makes the difference. Everybody is tempted, amen, to sin. Praise the Lord. Amen. But she said this. She said, you know, there were times that I was tempted to sin, to do things that, that weren't right. She said, but I would think about my parents and their love for me, their demonstrated love for me. And she said, I would choose not to sin. Praise the Lord. 
So what was motivating her obedience? Love. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And that's got to be what motivates our obedience to the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. How do we know God loves us? Praise God. Well, John makes it very clear there in that first passage we wrote, that familiar passage, for God so loved the world. Hallelujah. That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God saw us as we were. He saw the mess that we were. Even before we came into this world, he knew that he was going to allow us to come into this world even though we would come of the will of the flesh, John wrote later in that same third chapter, and not of God. Amen. He still saw us. Israel prophetically was talked about in the book of Ezekiel. God said, I saw you polluted in your own blood. Praise the Lord. Well, God saw all of us. He knew what we would be, sinners coming into this world. Amen. And when you're a sinner, you're going to sin. Praise God. You're going to do the things that are contrary to the law of God. You're going to rebel against God because you have a nature, a fleshly nature that's at enmity with God. It doesn't want to be subject to the law of God. Paul wrote, neither indeed can be. So you're going to find this law in your members that's carnal and contrary. There's always bucking up against the right thing. Always bucking up against what God said to do. Amen. And really not wanting to to, to, to submit to the will of the Lord because it's not as enjoyable to the flesh, mm -hmm, amen, as doing what flesh wants to do, praise God. So the Lord saw us in our sins, and some of us, we, 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 all of us were sinners, praise God, and amen, it's just a matter of what you were into, huh? It's just a matter of what you were into, praise the Lord. All unrighteousness is sin. We try to put decrees on it, praise the Lord, but some were doing one thing and some were doing another. Praise the Lord. Amen. But as the, the state we are in, praise God, we didn't merit any of God's goodness or his show of love to us. What we really merited was judgment and punishment, praise the Lord, for the wicked way we were living. Amen. The wicked way we were behaving, the rotten things we were saying. Amen. The rotten things that we were doing, praise the Lord. We deserve to be punished. And not just for a moment, we deserved eternal damnation. Praise God. He saw us in our sins. Amen. The Lord did not find you a saint. <laughs> Even if you're a saint today, you are a saint by the Spirit <laughs> and by decree. Praise the Lord. Amen. Not by performance. You need to touch somebody, praise God, because some folks still can't quite get a handle on it. God wants us to do right. But explain to the person to next to you, you are a saint by decree, not by performance. I know that's still kind of going over your head because some of you still want to beat yourself up, praise God. Amen. But this is just the truth. We're, we're holy because God says we're holy. We're not holy because we're holy. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're holy only because God says we're holy. He sanctified us. We didn't just get better. Huh? Paul said, it's not I, but Christ that lives in me. He said, in the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Is 
than that, what he said in the book of Galatians, praise the Lord, our God. Amen. So we are called holy, even though sometimes our performance may not always look that way. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But, but here's the beautiful thing about this. And everybody ought to, if it, you, everybody ought to jump up and just to get to dance and praise God. Amen. Even though we sometimes fall short on the performance, we, none of us can deny that God still loves us. Hmm? Some of us right now, we're about as slack and backward and backing up as can be, praise God. We're even considering leaving the church. And God still loves us. He hasn't changed at all, praise the Lord, in his response to us, in his initiating loving things toward us. Do I have a witness? Now, don't misunderstand me, praise God. Amen. I'm not going soft on sin and telling you that sin is all right. I'm just stating a fact, praise God. Amen. That any, many times, even though we come short, we cannot say that the God's love has been diminished towards us in any kind of way. He still does everything a loving God does. He reigns on the just, the Bible says, as well as the unjust. Praise the Lord. He still helps us. He still provides for us. He still makes a way for us. He still protects us. He still touches us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah to God. Even when we are unlovable, praise God, and we know we have fallen short, praise the Lord our God, we cannot deny his love for us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. He saw us practicing sin. We couldn't hide it. Some of us weren't trying to hide it. We didn't want to hide it. We loved our sin, praise God. We were wallowing in it and bathing in it, praise God. If it's possible, we were drinking it, praise God. We loved our sin. He saw us in, us, in our sin, but anyway, he forgave us. And you didn't have to beg him. All you had to do was ask him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord our God. Amen. You know, some of us, we, we are not all what the, of the type or the ilk that go around practicing sin openly. But we have a lot of stuff going on in our minds and in our hearts that's secret. Don't you know God knows what you think? Don't you know he knows what you dwell on? Don't you know he knows what you fantasize about? Praise God, amen. He still hasn't cut you off. Praise God, you've been dangling for a long time in that stuff. He's still, amen, stretching out his arm to you, saying, come on to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. We'll give you rest. That rest is by my spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to the Lord. Praise God. He saw us and then he forgave us our sin. Every one of them, praise God. When he hung on that cross on Calvary and shed every drop of his perfect, sinless, precious blood, praise God. That blood was so powerful, praise God, until it atoned for every sin that was committed, that is being committed, and that will be committed. Praise the Lord. It covered sins of commission and sins of omission. Praise the Lord, our God. Hallelujah to the Lord. Uh, he forgave us our sins and he made a way for us to be delivered from sin. 
Hallelujah. Now that we've been delivered from sin, those of us who have been born again, we should not continue in sin, Paul said, that grace may abound. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? We don't mind obeying now because we see that God loves us and he showed us that he loves us by sending Jesus Christ into the world, by indeed coming into the world as a man and paying the penalty for our sins. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, my, my. And so he does not delight in our disobedience. Amen. But he knew based on that old covenant that we could not obey him. Amen. In our own strength. Praise God. You see, that old covenant was given. We call it the Old Testament sometime. It was given to Abraham. Praise God. Where God said, listen, Abraham, I am calling you out. Mm -hmm. and I'm going to send you to a land I want to show you, but I'm calling you out because I want to reveal that I am the only true God to the whole world again. The world is wrapped up in idolatry. Praise the Lord. In the worship of idol gods. And so was Abraham. When he came out of Haran with his father, they worshiped idol gods. Praise the Lord. But God in his mercy selected Abraham for only reasons God knows. Huh? He selected Abraham and said to Abraham, praise the Lord, I am going to use you and I'm going to work with, through you to reveal myself as the one God to the whole world again. And I'm going to make a covenant with you. He said, in you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. And he talked to Abraham about his seed, Paul said in the book of Galatians, not about his seeds. So he was prophetically speaking about Jesus Christ would come and he, amen, would be that blessing to all people. Praise the Lord our God. Amen. And under that old covenant, there was a sign that you were part of the covenant and it had to do with circumcision, the cutting of the foreskin in the flesh. Praise the Lord. And, and, uh, and no one who had not been circumcised uh, was recognized as part of the old agreement. Hmm? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah to the Lord. Amen. And so Abraham lived and, and uh, praise God. And he heard about this covenant. But even Abraham was kind of bum fumbling sometime, wasn't he? Wasn't he bum fumbling? Praise God. The Bible says no sooner seemed like after God had spoken to him. He went down to Egypt because of a famine. And he was worried that uh, his beautiful wife, Sarah, would be taken by the king of Egypt. So he told his wife, you tell him you're my sister. Hmm? And it wasn't completely true. You see, he was still operating out of his own mind, even though God had made him a promise. Praise the Lord. Somehow we still stumble, stumble at and fumble over the promises of God. But every promise in him is yea and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And so Abraham went down there. Amen. And almost got himself in big trouble. Huh? Amen to the fact that the king of Pharaoh's, uh, the king of Egypt said, listen, I've seen the way that you and this lady have been carrying on and you wouldn't be carrying on like that unless she was your wife. Why did you tell me she was your sister? I might have taken that woman, praise God, and committed a sin against God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, praise God, that Abraham ended up leaving Egypt, amen, and spoiling Egypt. In other words, he received many gifts from Pharaoh before he left there. Praise God. He came out of Egypt a richer man than he went into Egypt. 
Praise the Lord, our God. And then later on down the road, he did the same thing all over again. Some of us don't learn too well the first time, do we? Somebody better shout amen about that. Because sometimes we're still fumbling, bumbling over the same old thing. He went and lied again, praise the Lord. And God had mercy on him. The man said, listen, he said, what, what is this you're trying to do to me? I had a dream last night, praise the Lord. And the Lord came to me and said, if you touch her, I'll kill you. Hmm? Praise the Lord. And he said, man, what, what you doing? You should have told me this is your wife. You almost got, now my whole house, nobody in my family can have a baby right now. Amen. Our, the wombs have been locked up. We're in a terrible way. But we didn't do this to ourselves. You came down here and you tricked me. God had mercy on him. Praise the Lord. And that is on, on uh, Abraham. Praise God. Hallelujah. And he brought him out of that situation. Praise the Lord our God. Amen. And so for 430 years from the time that God spoke to Abraham until the giving of the law. Praise the Lord. Amen. Men were up and down. And so God said, well, let me, let me introduce to them what I require in case they don't seem to understand. And so God gave Israel the law on Mount Sinai and delivered it to them or ordained it through Moses. Praise the Lord. And so we have the law, the Ten Commandments, and the 603 other ceremonial laws, praise God, that Israel was supposed to obey. Praise God. And the thing about the law was if you offended in one law, then you were guilty of all the law. Hallelujah. Uh, and the problem was, amen, even though we knew what God required, we find ourselves as people, as human beings, unable to do faithfully or consistently what God required. Sometimes we did pretty good. Most of the time we fell off the wagon. Hmm? Praise the Lord. Amen. And this whole matter of performance really, really began to be a problem with us because, amen, this is why Paul wrote about the struggle that he did in Romans chapter 7. He said, nothing was wrong with the law. The law was holy and just and good. The problem was with me. Praise the Lord. Amen. It wasn't so much that there was a problem with the law, but you see, what God gave the law for was to show us that we needed something other than the law. Huh? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah to God. Amen. And, and it's a frustrating thing to know what's right and not be able to consistently do what is right. Praise the Lord our God. Hallelujah to the Lord. So God made it very clear way back in the book of Deuteronomy. You want to read sometime. Read chapter 30 sometime. Way back there. Amen. God made a promise. Amen. A prophetic promise. Amen. Not just to Israel but to the whole world. Because he said listen. There's going to come a time when it's not going to be about circumcision of the flesh anymore. He said I will circumcise your heart. Hallelujah to God. Amen. And then he said through various other prophets in Jeremiah and Ezekiel, he said, listen, I am going to, amen, write my law in your hearts. Hallelujah. I am going to indwell you by my spirit. Praise God. Because it's very evident that you're struggling with keeping my law. And let, let me say this to you, saints. I hope you can understand me this afternoon. A lot of us are in the New Testament church with an old covenant mentality. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. We just find it difficult to believe that God loves us and that makes it difficult then for us to obey God because we really struggling with the fact that he loves us because our performance is not always lovable. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah to God. But if any of you are parents and good parents, you know that sometimes your children obey you, sometimes they don't obey you. But even when they don't obey you, you don't love them less. You might have to chastise them. You might have to correct them. But that's not because you don't love them. Praise God. You get them back on the right track because you love them. It doesn't diminish your love for, for them even though they don't do well. Because as soon as they do well, praise God, amen, you're really ready, able to completely embrace them. But because they don't do right all the time, doesn't mean you don't stop. You stop feeding them. You start caring about them. You stop talking to them. Praise the Lord, amen. You still do for them, but you want them to know it will be better for you if you were to obey. Praise the Lord, our God. Hallelujah to the Lord. Amen. And so by the time we get to the Apostle Paul coming upon the scene of time and dealing with the churches at Galatia, he makes it clear to us what the law was all about. He said the law was a schoolmaster. Hallelujah. Amen. It was an usher, if you will, to bring us unto Christ. Praise the Lord, our God. Amen. The law said, thou shall not do this and thou shall not do that. And we know the law was right, but we struggled day and night just trying to behave ourselves because of our carnal sinful nature and God said I can't leave it up to them hallelujah to be what I want them to be in their own strength they don't have the strength they don't have the power they don't have the will praise God all by themselves so if they're going to be what I want them to be I'm going to have to provide praise God the power and the strength to do so and the way I'm going to take care of this as I am going to circumcise their heart because circumcision in the flesh was never the big deal anyway. It's a circumcision of the heart that I will perform in them by my spirit. I'm going to come in them. I'm going to dwell in them. I'm going to walk in them. I'm going to talk in them, praise God. I'm going to produce holiness in them. I'm going to sanctify them unto myself. I'm going to make a new creation out of them, praise God. That's the new covenant. God said I know you can do it so I'm going to do it through you hallelujah to God that's why Paul said in the life I now live I live by the faith of the son of God but see this is the thing you've got to believe this you've got to appropriate the faith to say praise God I want the Holy Ghost to come in me praise God hallelujah and give me this power didn't Jesus say in Acts 1 and 8 after the Holy Ghost has come upon you you shall have power praise God amen hallelujah you're going to become what God wants you to be and in the final analysis of time you're going to be holy and you're going to be sanctified not because of your own will or power not because of your ability to say no praise God but by the spirit of the living God hallelujah amen he's going to come inside you and all you have to do is love him praise God hallelujah and love him and love him and the more you love him you're going to want to obey him praise the Lord our God and the more you obey 
him, he's going to show you love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that love is going to motivate you to obey him. Praise God. And the more you think about how good he is to you, how he protects you, how he keeps you, how he provides for you, how he made a way for you out of sin, how you're not the same as you used to be. Praise the Lord. When you were slave to sin and under the dominion and power of sin and you can see I'm changing my life, my appetite, my mind, my ideas, praise God. The way I behave is changing. It's not me, but it's Christ that lives in me. It's the Holy Ghost, praise God. That's producing a fruit of righteousness in me. I couldn't do this by myself. I was hard-headed, stubborn, stiff-necked, praise God, and had a bad attitude. But I find that the more I surrender, not just how many days I have the Holy Ghost, not how many years I have the Holy Ghost, but the more I yield to the Holy Ghost, the more I invite the Holy Ghost, come in and fill me some more. Come in and take more control of my life. The more I say I'm giving up this, I'm going to give it over to the Lord. I'm going to give this area of the life. You see, you don't got past the cigarettes, and you don't got past the marijuana, and you don't got past the, the liquor, praise God, and I hope you got past male and female, but you see, every time you see something in your life that's standing as a hindrance, praise God, and you say, I'm going to give that over to the Lord. I'm going to obey the Lord in this area. It could be greed, hallelujah. It could be lust, hallelujah. My God, my God. It could be trying to be the big shot full of pride, whatever it is, praise God. The more you give yourself over and say, I'm going to give this over to the Lord and let him come in. Hallelujah. It's almost like having multiple rooms in a house. You know, amen. We invited the Lord in and he came in, praise God, passed the threshold of the door and he walked into our foyer and we let him into our living room. But some of us wouldn't let him into the kitchen. Hallelujah. We wouldn't let him into the bedrooms. We wouldn't let him into the family room. We just relegated him, praise God, amen, to the foyer and to the living room. Praise God, amen. And you know those God forsaken closets, we wouldn't let him in there either. Praise God. But the more we say, listen, amen, I want the Lord to have complete control. I want him to truly be Lord of my life. I'm as sick of this old rotten, stinking attitude I've been having for a long time. This old mess been following me for a long time and I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it, praise God. And that stink smell is coming out of that closet in there where my bad attitude has been for a long time. So I'm going over there to the closet, praise God, and I'm going to open the door, hallelujah, and I'm going to leave it open. I'm going to put the stop down so the door can stay open and say, Lord, there's some nasty stuff in there. I've been singing over it. I've been shouting over it. I've been testifying over it. I've been preaching. I don't care what you do. Hallelujah. I've been praying over it, but I'm tired of that stink smell. The door is open. Sanctify me, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know what? The Lord will move in there. Praise the Lord. And he'll give you victory. 
in that area of your life. Praise the Lord. And when you realize this was something I've been battling with for years, but I got the victory now. Praise God. Not through my arm, not through my wisdom, not through my smart mouth, but the victory came by the spirit of the living God. Holy Ghost went in there and it did more to make my feet dance or jump. Praise God. Hallelujah. It sanctified that. It cleaned up that old stuff. I don't know where God took that stink. Praise God. But he got it out of my life. Hallelujah. And I'm so glad for it. Hallelujah to God. You say, Lord, and that door is open over there. It's closed over there too. And I know there's some jealousy in there. I know there's some pride. I know there's some envy over there. Hallelujah to God. So I'm sick of that too. I'm walking around here like I'm a prima donna. Want everybody to see me. Want everybody to recognize me. Praise God. I can't even stoop to pick up a piece of paper or love people like I ought to. So here's another closet. And I'm opening up this one. And I'm putting a stop down. And I want you to go in there. Get the pride out. Hallelujah. You might have to humble me. But get the pride out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Have access to it clean it up I don't know where you're going to throw it just as long as you get it out of me let the church say amen hallelujah you get that envy out of me get that jealousy out of me get that argumentative spirit out of me hallelujah to God I can't stand when somebody put their finger on it praise God I know they're telling the truth it's in me but the door is open Lord fill that space with your Holy Spirit Lord I'm always thinking somebody's thinking about me or saying something about me I got a real suspicious spirit hallelujah to God I want that door open hallelujah I want you to go in there and clean that out too hallelujah this suspicious spirit won't let me trust anybody and that's why I'm having a hard time trusting you hallelujah that's why I can't have faith in you because I'm suspicious of everybody I don't trust anybody I was raised in a suspicious environment in a bad environment uh, and now I don't trust anybody I don't trust nothing praise God that's a big old closet in there I want you Jesus uh, hallelujah to help me with that uh, the door is open I want you praise God hallelujah to get this stuff out of me uh, and the door is open now Lord uh, you've got free access uh, what are you doing you're yielding yourself uh, not hiding anymore not pretending anymore not putting on a show anymore not saying I can't let the pastor or the mothers or the deacons uh, or the preachers or brothers or sisters see this stuff uh, praise God you finally gained the right to be able to see it's me it's me it's me oh Lord uh, and I'm standing uh, in the need of prayer uh, I used to blame everybody else for my stuff uh, but I'm tired of it now uh, I want to do more than dance. Huh? I want to do more than jump. Huh? Hallelujah. I'm tired of being a backbiter huh? and biting up the saints. Hallelujah. And talking about everybody. Huh? Gain access. Huh? I give you access. Huh? I'm tired of being greedy. Huh? Hallelujah. And just grabbing everything. Huh? I'm tired of being selfish. Huh? I'm tired of being unruly. Huh? Hallelujah. I'm going to give you access huh, to everything. Huh? I'm going around Jesus huh, and I'm unlocking every door huh, and I'm going to throw
your way the key. Is that all right? Lord, I'm throwing them away. Hallelujah. I'm taking the locks off every door. I want you to be Lord of all of my life. I want you to come in and sanctify me from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. I belong to you because you gave yourself completely to me. And I've discovered that I'm an old New Testament Christian with an Old Testament mentality. Hallelujah. I think you only love me if I'm doing real well. But the truth of the matter is you still love me anyhow. How can I hate you? How can I disobey you? How can I be stubborn any longer? Lord, take control. Lord, come in and revive my soul. Anoint me. Deliver me. Fill me all over again. I'm going to stop being secretive. Stop hiding. Get rid of my pride and tell you all about it. I want you to have access to every area of my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so let me stop walking around pretending here because when you live a life of pretense it's a lot of burden on you you're hoping nobody really looks at you in the eye amen and you hide from certain people and you want to get away and you don't want to shake anybody's hand that might say how you doing are you still up to that old bondage amen I want to avoid you because I don't want you to ask me about that because I might have to tell the truth hallelujah but why walk around in bondage why be under the illusion that you are bind bound when Christ has made us free that's what Paul said in the book of Galatians he said stand fast in the liberty in the liberty don't you know hallelujah that Jesus paid it all and all to him we owe sin had left a crimson stain but his blood washed us whiter than snow since he paid the debt why are we walking around like paupers since he paid the debt why are we still in shame since he paid the debt why are we wallowing in condemnation since he paid the debt why are we down and out and depressed and thinking about walking away from God hallelujah Jesus paid it all hallelujah sin hallelujah left a crimson stain but the blood of Jesus washed it white as snow hallelujah you need to be able to say listen I'm clean didn't Jesus say you are clean through the word that I have spoken unto you if Jesus said you're clean then you're clean didn't Paul say who shall lay anything to the charge 
charge of God's elect. It is God that justifieth. Shout yeah. Hallelujah. You might look at yourself and might not see much, but it never was about what you had to offer unto the Lord. It's always been about what he had to offer you. He saw you right from the beginning in your mess. He saw you up and down. He saw you sneaking around. He's always been aware, but he still loves you anyway. Hallelujah. And he put out a call and said, come on. Come on to me. Hallelujah. I know you're worn out because sin will wear you out. Sin will tire you out. Sin is a struggle. But he said, come on. I want to give you rest. He wasn't talking about laying down on the bench. He was talking about the Holy Ghost. He wasn't talking about the Sabbath day. He was talking about the Holy Ghost. I'm going to give you my spirit. I'm going to put it in you. It's going to walk in you. It's going to talk in you. I'm going to be your God. You're going to be my people. I'm going to brew obedience in you. I'm going to give you my love. Because the Bible said in the fifth chapter of the book of Romans that when God filled us with the Holy Ghost, he gave us his love. How many thank God for the love of God that is in their heart? How many know I couldn't do what I was doing except by the love of God? It's a love that can help you to love your enemies. It's a love that can help you to love those that are talking about you and like to curse you down. You've got a power, hallelujah, to walk on, amen, on water, to be victorious because you have the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I want you to understand the Holy Ghost is greater than a dance. The Holy Ghost is greater than a dump. The Holy Ghost is a do-right spirit. It's a sanctifier. It's a justifier. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost in you will be victory in your soul. All you got to do is say, Lord, I give myself completely to you. Save me all the more. Deliver me all the more. Sanctify me all the more. We love him. Because he first loved us. Huh? We love him. Because he first loved us. We weren't trying to find him. I used to hear the saints testify years ago. When I wasn't thinking of him. He was thinking of me. And he snatched me. Like a branch from the burning. I was on fire on my way to hell. But he brought me out. Huh? That's why when you sing that song, everything in here ought to be dancing. My heart was distressed. Neath Jehovah's great frown. And low in the spit, my sins had me down. But I cried. How can you remember crying to the Lord? Hallelujah. Oh, glory. I cried. 
to the Lord from the deep miry clay who tenderly huh? he tenderly brought me out to golden day now all I can sing is he brought me out huh? that's the way I used to be but he brought me out it wasn't my own wisdom. It wasn't my own knowledge. It wasn't my own power. It wasn't my own will. He brought me out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Woo! Glory to God. That's why every time we think about Jesus and what he's done for us. I know some people say, but that's not my culture. Well, you need to get this culture. This Jesus culture, you need to get it. Because there is no way. Huh? There's no way that you can think. Let me think of another hymn. I was thinking. How many remember that he was thinking? Some of you might still be sinking. Deep in sin. Far from the peaceful shore. I didn't have no peace. Very deeply stained within. I was sinking. I was drowning. Sin will drown you if you stay in there long enough. Hallelujah. Praise God. I was going down for the third time. I was seeking to rise no more. But the master of the seas. He had me. Lord, help me. Lord, save me. Lord, deliver me. Lord, heal me. despairing cry and from the water he lifted me I feel pretty good now I'm safe hallelujah I got peace I got love I've got joy he said I'll tell you what it was it wasn't my mind it wasn't my power it wasn't my own will or spirit it was love Not my baby's love. It was the love of God that lifted me. I tried everything, but when nothing else could help, love. That's a good song. That's a good song. Hallelujah. It may not be fast. It's slow enough where you can think. Huh? Love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Hallelujah. The love of God. And the more I think about the love of God, the more I want to obey Him. Yeah? And I want Him to see that I obey Him. Praise the Lord. Because my obedience is a testimony to the fact that I have experienced the manifestation of His love. He loves me and I'm motivated. Huh? to obey him and when I've obeyed him praise God hallelujah I come back for some more love how many love the love of God <laughs> hallelujah to God amen hallelujah you know they say these folks that get hooked on these drugs they always got to go back for more praise God hallelujah when you love the love of God you love him amen and then you, 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 you obey him and, and you know what he's helping you to do that did you know he was helping you to obey 
What is going on? Praise God. What kind of love is this? Hallelujah to God. That he not only has a requirement, but gives you the power to perform it. Christ in you, the hope of God's glory. Praise God. Amen. He that begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of the Lord. If you love him and you give yourself to him, he'll give you more power to obey him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And you'll find yourself doing things you didn't think you had the power, the will, the might, then you didn't before. Praise God. Amen. But by his spirit. Hallelujah to God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord our God. Amen, amen. And so you listen, listen. Amen. What I've got to do is realize here, praise God, I've got to stop doubting the love of God for me. I've got to stop doubting, stop doubting the love of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. John said, little children, I write unto you that ye sin not. But he said, but if any man, that means women too, amen, if any one of you who is a human being sin, he said, we have an advocate. Hmm? The Lord Jesus' fist is not full of lightning bolts. Amen. He's an advocate. That's his role right now. Praise God. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, who is the propitiation for our sins and not for our sins only, but for the sins of the whole world. We've got somebody arguing our case. We've got somebody trying to persuade God to have mercy on us. Praise God. Amen. That's why we need to stay under the blood of Jesus. Praise God. Amen. So that when God looks down on us, he sees Jesus Christ in the shed blood of Jesus Christ and as we lift our hand to him and say Lord have mercy on me I want you to help me again praise God deliver me again sanctify me each day praise God what he sees is the shed blood of Jesus Christ hallelujah to God and what he does then is has mercy on you No, the human mind saying, well, well, pastor, don't you think that, amen, because of that would just take more and more advantage of him? No, because you love him. We love him because he first loved us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. After a while, praise God, those things that you used to find intriguing are not intriguing anymore. You found something better. You found something better. Huh? Why did brother always praying? <clears throat> Why is he always down there praying? He must be, he must be real in bad shape. Every time I see him come around, he always uh, crying. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Help me, Jesus. Take me through, Lord. Amen. That brother, he must be just sinning and grinning. No, that brother knows where his help comes from. Why that sister always over there moaning, praise God, in prayer and amen, praise God, saying words that can't be uttered. She must be real bad. No, she knows where her help comes from. Amen. Hallelujah. She knows that, praise God, what I need, all I need. I don't need a love letter. I don't need a dozen roses, praise God. Hallelujah to God. Amen. That fellow said, I don't need a piece of fried chicken, praise God. What I need is more of Jesus. Praise God. I want the Holy Ghost to come in more. 
I want the Holy Ghost to fill me. Praise God. That's why every day I come back for another filling. I say, Lord, I'm back here again. Praise the Lord our God. I know you touched me yesterday. Your anointing was so heavy on me. Amen. I was buckling. Praise God. I couldn't even kneel straight. Praise God. But I want you to do it again. Give me grace for today. Help me, Lord, to realize I can't depend on last week's prayer. I can't depend on last Sunday's dance in the spirit. Praise the Lord of God. Hallelujah. Amen. I can't depend on a message 10 months ago. Amen. I'm down here praying again today. Lord, I need your help today. I want to feel you today. I want to be anointed today. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I pray for the anointed. Hallelujah, God. For the Bible says it's the anointed that destroys the yoke. I pray for the anointed. Hallelujah to God on a daily basis. I said, Lord, anoint me. Somebody said, Pastor, you're already anointed. I said, I need it all the more. Hallelujah. Anoint me, Lord. Anoint me, praise God, amen, with power from the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So I can be like Ezekiel that spoke out in the valley of dry bones. The Bible said, Lord, they were very dry. It was death in the valley. Bones were separated. Praise God, amen. It was so dry. The ground was dry. The air was dry. The bones were dry and decomposing. God said, Ezekiel, can these bones live? He said, Lord God, thou knowest. He said, prophesy to the bone. Hallelujah. It might not make sense, but the spirit of the Lord can do things that we can do. He began to preach. He began to prophesy to the bones. And because the spirit of the Lord, praise God, was speaking, that old dead dry stuff, praise God, them bones begin to come together. The Bible said bone came to his bone, praise God. Hallelujah. 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 And there's some dead dry bones in here. I'm praying for anointing. I'm praying for power. Hallelujah to God. So when the priest's word goes forth, there'll be a shaking in the house. Dead bones will begin to come back together again. Lifelessness will get life. Hallelujah. There stood up a great and exceeding army in the valley. But God said they don't have life yet. He said, Ezekiel, speak to the rock. Speak to the rock. Speak to the wind. Speak to that breath of life that I breathe into Adam when he laid there. Just a body looking like a mannequin. I breathe into his nostril. I breathe life. I am life. Hallelujah. I breathe life into Adam. I breathe life into you. If you did, Jesus Christ, by his spirit, will breathe life. As he got to preaching that's why we need a preacher not a lecturer we need a preacher to preach the word that's why every 
every time they're preaching it up, somebody ought to be saying in their seat, Lord, preach the preacher. Let him preach the word. Let him call the spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Maybe you don't need it, but somebody around you needs it. Hallelujah. Speak to the wind. Prophesy to the wind. A lot of things are standing up looking alive, but they're still dead. Huh? They look good, but they're still dead. And so when old Ezekiel began to talk to the wind, talk to the spirit, you can talk to the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Say, Holy Ghost, come help me now. Holy Ghost, anoint me now. Holy Ghost, breathe breath of life into me now. Hallelujah. When he began to speak to the winds, the Bible said the wind began to blow. But it wasn't just a regular wind. Life. Huh? Hallelujah. He heard the sound. But it wasn't just a win, it was life. Somebody ought to be saying, Lord, that's what I want right now. I want you to breathe life. Breathe on me. Breathe on me. Breathe on me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Have you ever been outside and you're kind of warm and the wind start blowing and you unzip your jacket, praise God. Hallelujah to God. When that wind start blowing because you want to you wanna feel that air. Is that right? You ever do like this? Ah, hallelujah. Just breathe on me. I've been sitting in church sleep. I can stay at home and watch that television, but when I get to church, I fall asleep. Lord, breathe on me. I open myself up. I haven't been paying my tithe like I to. I know it's right, but Lord, I want you to, to breathe on me. I've been saying Jesus, 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 but it seemed like I don't know how to surrender. It seemed like I don't know how to believe. But Lord, I know I can't do it of myself. I have no power in of myself. I have no might in and of myself. But I want you to breathe on me. Hallelujah. Breathe the breath of life into my dead soul. Breathe the breath of life into my dry soul. Breathe the breath of life into my joyless spirit. Breathe the breath of life in my lack anointing. Breathe Jesus. Breathe Lord. Breathe the breath of life into my spirit. It's kind of hard and rusty. Kind of proud and arrogant. I want you to breathe. Oh Lord. Breathe the breath of life into me. Let me feel your Holy Spirit. Let me feel 
you're anointed. Oh, Jesus. Some of y'all used to be anointed. Used to praise the Lord. Used to sing and pray and glorify God. But sin, you've been living under that illusion that you're still under sin's dominion. But it's just an illusion. You've been made free by the power of God. Hallelujah. You might be lying in that belly. Hallelujah to God. But I will cry unto the Lord and say, Lord, I want you to breathe on me. Breathe on me. Breathe on me, Jesus. And not just on me. I want you to breathe the breath of life into me again. This is how David said it. He said, restore unto me. Some of you used to run around the church praising and blessing God. You can barely remember the last time you got up and clapped your hands and pat your feet. Because we don't come in here to see what each other has on. We don't come in here for form or fashion. We come in here to worship God in spirit and in truth. Everybody's got to worship God for themselves. When we get together, we become a community of worshipers. But everybody owes God a praise. I can't praise him for you. You can't praise him for me. I can't lift my hand for you. You can't lift your hand for me. The Bible said let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Stop talking so much and praise the Lord. Stop whispering and writing and praise the Lord. When you come into the house of God, realize you came in here to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. You owe God a praise. You owe him glory. You owe him dominion. You ought to tell him, Lord, I bless you. I bless the Lord. I'm going to bless him. I don't care if you're quiet. I don't care if you're an introvert. When you come in here, you come in here to praise the Lord. You come in here to worship the Lord. You come in here to glorify his name. Let the church say, yeah. You ought to be shouting, Jesus. Lord, I love you. I bless your holy name. You reign supreme as king of kings and lord of lords. You're my help. You're my hope. You're my deliverance. I bless you. I bless you, Lord. You got a name that's above every name. I thank you for the blood. I thank you for my healing. I thank you for my salvation. I thank you for my life. I thank you for my provision. We'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise, even if life is not good. His praise, even if I'm hurting. His praise, even if I'm in trouble. His praise, even if I feel sad. His praise, his praise, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. And when I praise him, he inhabits my praises and blesses me. My 
hand goes up, my head bobs, my feet move because I'm blessing the Lord and he's breathing on me. He's breathing on me. The breath of life. He's breathing healing. He's breathing anointing. He's breathing deliverance. He's breathing help. He's breathing victory. He's breathing power. Hallelujah. 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 We love him. We love him. We love him because he first loved us. I said we love him because he first loved us. Get your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, I love Jesus. I love Jesus because he first loved me. I love him. I love him. I love him. I love him because he first loved me. Look at what love will make you do. Love will make you give. Love will make you obey. Love will make you love. Love. Somebody said when I think of the goodness of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 And I begin to enumerate. And I begin to think about.